One day the economic numbers are terrible, and then the next day they seem okay, even good. How can we have one set of data that says one thing, and then another set of data that says what seems to be the complete opposite? Yesterday, the New York Fed reported the third worst PMI number for manufacturing in its entire history, the entire 21st century. And then today, the government reports on retail sales that suggest things are okay. According to the Empire Fed, the economy looks to be in big trouble in large part because of a weak Christmas season. And then the retail sales number comes out and says, maybe the Christmas season wasn't weak after all. How do we make sense of these two different positions? How do we reconcile the empire fed on the one hand and retail sales on the other? It actually isn't all that difficult when you look beneath the headlines. Stop being the macro tourist that the mainstream media would like you to be and understand the context and the details. As I said, it actually isn't that difficult to reconcile the two positions. Now, the problem is we start from a mainstream financial press that has, first of all, a very top-level understanding of where the economy is, just reading the headline numbers. And secondly, they're reporting to you from their biased position. On the retail sales report, I'll give you a sample here. The Wall Street Journal said of today's information and release, consumers start 2024 on strong footing after a jolly holiday. Reuters. Solid U.S. retail sales give economy a boost heading into 2024. Barron's, retail sales beat expectations. American shoppers are a hearty bunch. Now that headline was change, and the earlier headline was closer to the truth. Retail sales jumped past expectations. Holidays were better than feared. That may be a more accurate headline than certainly those others. Ours is consumer spending strong, was retail sales, the indication that everything is on track for the soft landing. And if so, what was that New York Fed headline? What was that Empire Manufacturing Survey? Remember, as we said yesterday, the manufacturing survey was the third worst on record. You don't see that outside of major recession. The New Orders Index, second worst on record. Only the worst lockdown months of 2020 was worse. That was April of 2020. So how can we have a Christmas season that the mainstream media, very big clue here, the mainstream media says everything is strong to start 2024 when we have not just the Empire Fed, but a lot of Fed surveys, a lot of other data that corroborates it, indicating the economy is increasing trouble, including labor statistics as we've gone over. And the reconciliation begins understanding the context of the data that's being presented. The headline figures don't tell you everything that you need to know about the state of Christmas sales, retail sales, or anything. Start out with the retail sales figure. The headline number was up about six-tenths of a percent month over month in December. And that was, remember, that's not price adjusted. That's in nominal terms. Um, it was that's faster than the 0.35% uh, revised rate in November. And they contraction still in October that's gotten a little bit bigger over subsequent months, minus a quarter of a percent in October. So you put the Christmas holiday season together, not just December, because remember, this is a multi-month process. You put the three months, the fourth quarter of retail sales together what you get is between October, the end of September and the end of December, retail sales on a seasonally adjusted basis 
or up six or 0.65 percent, which is an annual rate of about 2.6 percent. But when you sum up the retail sales seasonally adjusted again in the fourth quarter of 2023 and compare it to the fourth quarter of 2022, and if you remember the fourth quarter of 2022, that Christmas season was not actually a good one. You make that comparison Q4 to Q4, and the increase was. 3.9%, which is similar to the numbers you see thrown around. You know, the MasterCard, uh, what is it, spending pulse figures that came out earlier. Not far off that. And 3.9% sounds pretty good. Better than feared, according to the original headline from Barron's. But is that strong? Or is that actually closer to what we see manufacturers in terms of these PMIs and these sentiment surveys like the Empire's, Empire Feds? Well, how do we make that determination? We have to make some comparisons. We have to put these numbers in some kind of useful context. 3.9% could be really good. It could also be not so good. Well, let's compare it to some of the pre-pandemic numbers, the disinflationary, the silent depression figures, and some of the some of the more disappointing Christmas seasons, starting with say 2019. So we don't have the distortions of the supply shock. And we also have, we're comparing to 2019, which wasn't great. So if 2023 was appreciably better than say 2019, we would be more confident in our position that maybe Christmas wasn't so bad in 2023. But if it can't beat or even compare to 2019, then we may be talking about something different entirely. In 2019, the three month change through December was 1.4%, which was a 5.7% annual rate. So more than twice of 2023. And the Q419 to Q418 comparisons, you're talking about the same 3.9%. So was it disappointing or was it not disappointing? We need some more context here. Let's go back two more Christmases to 2017. Reflationary period. Globally synchronized growth. The three-month change through December 2017 was 1.8%, which is a 7.4% annual rate. So that Christmas season compared to earlier in the year, much better than we see in 2023. Much, much better than 2023. And the fourth quarter comparison, fourth quarter 2017 compared to fourth quarter 2016, 5.3%. So much better than the 3.9% in either 2019 or 2023. How about let's go back further to another really bad comparison, which was 2007. In 2007, the three-month change through December of 2007 was 0.4% or 1.5% annual rate. But the fourth quarter comparison, the fourth quarter of 2007 to fourth quarter of 2006, you're talking about 4.3%, which is, again, in the same range. So as far as the fourth quarter comparisons go... 2023 isn't really that different from either 2007 or 2019. Not exactly good comparisons here. And we can see that it's appreciably worse than 2017, which wasn't all that terrific. At least it was a reflationary, better economic case than what we see obviously now. So on nominal terms alone, retail sales in Christmas 2023 they more line up with some of the more disappointing Christmas seasons over the last 15, 16 years than some of the other ones. And we have to keep in mind, of course, that nominal price changes account for some of the increase, especially last year, compared to the disinflationary period before 2020. 
So let's take real retail sales and make the same comparisons to see if the level of actual buying activity stacks up or doesn't stack up. 2023, the three month change in real retail sales was just 0.2%, less than 1% annual rate. It's actually about seven tenths of a percent annual rate when you get into more decimal places. Fourth quarter over fourth quarter, so 2023 versus 2022. And again, remember 2022 was not good. Fourth quarter over fourth quarter, real retail sales, just seven tenths of a percent year over year. That compares to 2019, where you had a 2.3% annual rate of increase in real retail sales through that three month period of December, 2019. And the fourth quarter to fourth quarter change was 1.8% in real terms. So we have much less compared to 2019 because more price changes than actual volume growth. We're paying more to get only a little bit more in this case, in this comparison. 2017 in real terms, that was up at a 5.1% annual rate the three month through December 2017. And fourth quarter over fourth quarter, you're talking 3.2% real retail sales increase. That's That's... For almost five times what we see in 2023. Back to 20, 2007, which was a really bad Christmas season, in real terms, that was actually down a percent because December 2007 was a really bad month for retail sales, whether nominal or real. But when we compare it fourth quarter to fourth quarter, the entire Christmas season, it was up about 0.3%, which means that 2023 is actually closer to 2007 than not. It's much closer to 2007 than it is to 2019, let alone something like 2017, especially in real terms. And you can go back further in time to look at some better period, periods. Uh, Christmas season 2006, real retail sales were up at a 1.2% or 4.8% annual rate during that three-month period, and 2.1% fourth quarter or fourth quarter. So as far as historical context goes, Real retail sales and even nominal retail sales are closer to some of the less enthusiastic Christmas seasons than some of the better Christmas seasons like 2017 or 2014. You make any comparison you want. So from the historical context in that perspective, Christmas season was indeed disappointing. Even if, again, going back to the Barron's headline, it wasn't as bad as feared. We can make some other comparisons here too to get some more detail behind what's going on in the consumer mind and consumer spending and the consumer part of the economy. Retail sales look relatively decent in nominal terms going like this, but you look at say retail trade where it takes, up, takes out food services and you look at it ex automobiles and the picture doesn't completely change, but it looks different enough that you're starting to get closer to what we see in these PMIs and other data. Because retail trade ex motor vehicle sales, which is again, not food services, not food purchases, as well as not automobile sales. What you see is that retail trade, excluding motor vehicles has been basically flat since June of 2022, which is right around the time we started to get this inflation. And flat since June, 2022, that's in nominal terms. It's a little bit even more of a decrease when you when you adjust for prices. So retail trade ex autos is actually down 4% since June, 2022 deflated by the CPI numbers. So any real 
real um, estimate of volume, you see retail trade activity continuing to go down. Where we see continued activity and continued purchasing is in people going out to bars and restaurants and buying cars and vehicles, catching up from the supply shock. It's sort of a one last supply shock distortion left over in the economy. But that's not something you can build a, an economic soft landing case on. Eventually, the auto sales are going to go with the rest of everything else. And not bars and restaurants and leisure and hospitality jobs are no way to build a foundation for a recovery or a, a future economic expansion. So with most of the increase in retail sales coming from those individual categories, and by looking at retail sales in real terms, meaning lower levels of activity, now we're moving in the direction of some of the production numbers, getting moving on our way to reconciling with the PMIs. In between spending and forward-looking sentiment, there is actual production. We got data today from the Federal Reserve, industrial production, that guess what? Lines up with both of these pictures. We have retail trade, ex-autos, that is starting to go flat and downward in real, in real terms. And we have industrial production that suggests a moderate decline, especially in manufacturing. Industrial production, by the way, is in volume terms, not value, which is why it looks more like the real series of retail sales rather than the nominal series. So you see industrial production over the fourth quarter was actually down in the fourth quarter. Big stumble in October. Some of that was blamed on the auto worker strike, but obviously it couldn't have been because it didn't come back in either November or December. Just a small positive in December after being revised to flat in November. And you see again, industrial production peaked way back in September 2022, right around the time we started to see changes in retail sales. So a couple months after sales do, do, uh, peaked, then we see industrial production start to go downward, which as the economy is selling less stuff that isn't made in a, in a bar or a restaurant, and it isn't an automobile, the inventory cycle kicks in, which means production has to adjust to lower levels of top level demand, as well as an increased, a decreased appetite for inventories because retailers are seeing falling sales outside of bars and restaurants and motor vehicles. And so they're adjusting their inventories downward and wholesalers have to adjust their inventories downward. So we get the decline in production that we see in, in industrial production. And it's even worse when you get into things like manufacturing, strictly manufacturing part of industrial production, as well as the production of consumer goods. Consumer goods IP peaked way back in April of 2022 and is down 2.4% since then, which is not a terrible decline, but again, that's more in line with what we see in the PMIs. And most of that decline has come since April of 2023. So from this perspective, this historical perspective, it, is, it actually is not difficult to reconcile retail sales with what we're seeing in some of the increasingly alarming statistics and say forward-looking PMIs. You have actual sales start to fall off outside of bars and restaurants and outside of the catching up in the auto sector in the middle of 2022. That started the inventory cycle to reverse, the reverse bullwhip effect. And the reverse bullwhip effect meant that on top of modestly slower sales in, in the goods economy, the real goods economy, you have also lower sales for manufacturers because inventories are shrinking too. 
And it's exactly what we see. We see a moderate decline start to begin in industrial production and manufacturing in the U.S. and around the rest of the world because of that inventory cycle. And as the inventory cycle continued, what did the forward-looking indicators and in all of these PMIs suggest? Exactly that. So we saw, stick just with the Federal Reserve's regional manufacturing surveys, you saw those drop to moderately negative levels. The average of the five Federal Reserve regional surveys was around minus five to minus 10, occasionally about you know minus 12, minus 13. It got up to minus 17 as it, at its worst point. So that's not massive recession. That's sort of like first half of 2008 numbers. It never went further than that because retail sales were actually weak and slowing, especially in real terms. Industrial production was accounting for that plus the inventory cycle, but it wasn't accelerating to the downside that we see in, mo in the periods that most people associate with recession. So retail sales, industrial production, and the PMIs are actually in line. What we're saying with the manufacturing PMI from the Empire Fed for January, what we're really looking for are clues that this moderate decline that begins with unhealthy, not really good retail sales, a Christmas season that in the context was not good, does that kick off the acceleration to the downside? That's what the Empire Fed is saying. Because the Empire Fed beforehand had been consistent with the moderate declines in real retail sales, the disappointing Christmas, and the inventory cycle in a low level of reverse. But the Empire Fed kicked lower in January. It may be our first indication in 2024 that the Christmas season was not as strong as they're telling you in the headline. It was, in fact, problematic. It was not enough for all of these make-or-break decisions that had to have been made. And maybe it's kicked off the second part of the recession, the part of the recession that everybody re recognizes as a recession. So again, it's not that difficult to reconcile retail sales, put it in historical context, realize what it was telling us in real terms, realize that it's mostly, the growth is mostly in restaurants and bars and motor vehicles catching up from the supply shock. Suddenly the recession in all the rest of the consumer goods economy lines right up in just the way that it all makes perfect sense. So in that state, and having been in that state for as long as we have, we need to have some evidence either we're going to move toward recession or we actually are going to hit a soft landing and start a recovery. And to date, we see absolutely no evidence for the second option, the soft landing recovery, and more and more evidence, including retail sales in 2023, that help explain and line up with moving toward recession. So there is consistency across all of this economic data, even if from the macro tourist headline perspective, it doesn't seem that way, at least right away. I just had an incredible conversation with Jim Rickards about monetary history, LTCM, how, those, how that relates to where we are today. Part of that conversation, I got a video we uploaded to YouTube that's linked below. The rest of it is available for Eurodollar University members and subscribers. And if you are one, I thank you very much. And until next time, everyone take care.